Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence and your support to my podcast. Um, and I am grateful to have this conversation with you as we do every day. And I try my best to give you as much of history and knowledge that I have. And I hope you take it and you share it with your friends. Have that conversation, even if you do not agree with me. The most important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. And this, my dear friend, comes from Albert Einstein. So question, 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 research, question, research, question. Make every single junction into an intellectual laboratory. Today we're going to uh, talk about a poetry by um, a blogger called Khalid Umar. Um, I'm sure you've heard about him on, on TV, on, the, on YouTube. Um, He's got a Facebook page called Khalid Omar. He's got about 14,000 uh, um, you know, uh, subscribers. And I saw a post from him. Okay, I thought I would read it out to you because it's so very interesting, my friends. Very, very interesting. Khalid Omar is a, is a, a Muslim or I'm not sure if he's left Islam, but he is a Muslim. And he writes this post on... on um, on Facebook, it touched me because this sort of somewhat my story. The only thing is, mine is little, but what 450, 500 years, little less, but his is long, uh, and it 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 sort of tells my story, um, but in an Islamic form. So I thought I'll read it out to you and let you uh, make that decision of what you think about it. Okay, so it starts as uh, the. The heading is looking back at my distant past. Uh, and here's the post written, the article written by Khalid Umar. I am a Muslim of the Indian subcontinent. Let me tell you a story. This is the story of my life. I am 1300 years old. I live in India, which is now one of the largest communities of Muslims in the world. I also provide intellectual leadership to Islam. I'm also home of great scholars and Sufi traditions of Islam. And yes, I am proud of who I am now. A Muslim who worships Allah and believes in Muhammad and the Quran. I live and die for Islam. I even divided the land called India for Islam with the help of foreign rulers. And I'm ready to do it again if the opportunity arises. But I'm not always a Muslim. About 14, 50 years ago, there were actually no Muslims in this world. I was a follower of Hinduism, which is the oldest religion of mankind. I have been like this for generations. If human civilization is 10,000 years old, then I was a Hindu for 10,000 years. If human civilization is 100,000 years, I was a Hindu for 100,000 years, but then something changed. I rejected everything I had been following for thousands or even millions of years. This change did not come easy. Habits are not easy to form, and it was my dharma, the story of my lineage for centuries. It was a, it was a life of exquisite stories, mythology, colors, rituals, dances, music, mantras, food, and infused in my blood. It was most 
difficult transition which took many generations of hardship to accomplish. But alhamdulillah, I became a Muslim. Dire dire, slowly, albeit surely. I have many weak memories of my hereditary DNA. How it's um, sorry, I have some weak memories of in my hereditary DNA. How it all started. My forefathers were peaceful and spiritual people who lived in harmony with nature. There are no expansionist desires. We were a vast land from the world's tallest peak to the longest rivers and deserts. Herds of Arabs, Afghans, Mongol armies of looters started ransacking my land about a thousand years ago. They came and they came in droves. They killed my fathers and my brothers. They dishonored my mothers and sisters. My mother was one who was enslaved and sold in the bazaars of Baghdad. The mountain pass in Afghanistan looking at the Indian plains was named Hindu Kush. So much was the blood strewn of my brethren. They massacred my people and continued to do so for centuries. I died and lived as well to pass on my genetic lineage and expand my tribe of Islam that in 1941 census we were 24.3 or 95 million in 12-30 years of coercion and conversion. Um, that is from 712 to 1941. I dishonored my foundations due to fear initially. Slowly generations who followed forgot, forgot the sacrifices of my parents, sisters and brothers. I became a diehard Muslim. I reassured myself that it was time for a change and maybe that was the only way my family could live in peace without disgrace of slavery. It was the most tragic, bloody, dangerous, sad, painful compromise in my life story of 10 centuries. The effect was so brutal that I refused to look back at my history, lest my old wounds begin to fester again. When I am told by Will Durant that the Mohammedan conquest of India is probably the bloodiest story in history, it is this it is a discouraging tale for its evident moral for its evident moral is that civilization is a pre pre precarious thing whose delicate complex of order and liberty, culture and peace may be at any time be overthrown by barbarians invading from without or multiplying within. No tears or remorse touches my heart. I am suffering from historical amnesia. Um, I have forgotten my entire uh, history. Today, when someone reminds me these painful experiences, I refuse to pay attention to them. I dismiss them as stories concocted by anti-Islamic elements and dismiss the facts of history and archaeology. I don't question the ruins of Nalanda, Gyanwapi Mosque or Somnath Temple. I forgot the principles taught to me by nature. I forgot the lessons of my relationship with the cosmos. I forgot the Brahman lives inside me. Inside I am Brahma, the eternal God. I externalize my God as Allah. I perch somewhere in the far corner of the universe. I relegated myself from being the God to an ent entity without any knowledge of relationship with the reality. My paradise became a brothel house of 72 virgins, fruit, booze, owned and managed by Allah. 
I killed many of my brethren for the lust of that brothel house. It was the scare of hell which overtook my sanity. I forgot my scriptures. I lost my relationship with the Upanishads and yogic traditions. I lost dharma as well as karma. Now sometimes, in, if the memory of my blood-soaked past emerges in my dreams, my eyes no longer ooze out tears of blood. My heart no longer misses a beat. I retaliate by clinging, clinging more fiercely with my faith group. I know I have lost much. I have lost connection with the land of my ancestors. I have sacrificed a lot to become a Muslim. Islam was not handed to me on a platter. No prophet spoke to me in a language. No angel descended from the heavens. I adopted a revelation which was not meant for me. I believed the hearsay and destroyed everything that had always been my foundation. The history in which my ancestors were the heroes. The stories which were part of my intellectual and cultural heritage. I rejected all to become a Muslim. I bet no one in human history has made such a sacrifice. I destroyed myself and the land I belong to. I'm an unfortunate member of the lost tribe of Hinduism. I live with those who are related to me in blood and history, but I can't love them or go back to their fold. Due to the gruesome memories of blood inflicted on my soul, we are generations of blind fate on scriptures, holy in name only. To be my own blood brethren are coffers. To me, sorry, my own blood brethren are coffers. I'm an indoctrinated lost soul. I am an unfortunate fortunate Muslim of the Indian subcontinent. My dear friend, if you go onto the Facebook page of Khalid Umar, you will see this. He's got about 3,008, almost 4,000 likes. It is amazing. Um, I'm reading this because this is exactly what goes on in the head of every single converted um, person by force. Um, that is the relics of two empires on the subcontinent, that is the Christian empires and the Islamic empires. Every single one of us goes through this without exception. And one point, this will start to prick your mind, to, to, to hurt your mind. It'll, you will start to question. You'll start to have anxieties. You'll, you'll, you'll start to have questions. You will feel remorse. And you go to that entire cycle again and again and again. Because we are currents and waves. We are cosmic currents, like I say every time. We are not made out of flat earth where we move when we want. Our body is an energy field and the energy field moves in cycles. And the cycle moves with the geomagnetics of the land. So the center of the earth is, is controlling that magnetic field. It's churning. That magnetic field comes to the surface and um, and that field from the center is attached to the sun. So the, the cycles of the planetary movements define who we are. And the magnetic field then is our energy field. And that energy field moves in cycles of currents and waves. So it is important to understand that. Very, very important. And um, we keep 
our mind is cyclic. We keep uh, remembering the same thing, although in different formats. The labels might change, but the mentality will not. And every time we evoke, we see someone of a different group, this evo it evokes some memories in our minds and it triggers a, a question, it triggers an uh, interpretation, it, tri it triggers an anxiety, it triggers a lot of things. Most of the time we put it, 95% of the time we put it to the back of our heads. Okay, and we just push it away with some excuse. But at one point, there is no space. The glass is only half. The glass can only go so far. Uh, you can only put so much water in the glass, and that comes out. It comes out. It comes out. And one day, it comes out, and you just like a volcanic eruption. Uh, it comes out, and that's why we say read because reading is an extension, is an externalization of your emotions. Read very important. We say. Um, Right, because writing is, is an externalization of your emotions. Art is an externalization. Music is. Um, sport is. It's important to externalize, but it's important to understand what you're externalizing. It's important to have these conversations and speak to other people. But as we go now, more and more people are talking, which never happened before. Um, and as we speak, uh, more and more people hear us, more and more people spread this knowledge, more and more people have this conversation and slowly it comes out. But this what this poetry or this essay written by Khalid Umar is what goes on in every single mind. And it's very, very disturbing, my friends, for people who have not been converted by force, whether they agree with it or don't agree with it. Um, you will not understand until you, 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 uh, you go through it. Uh, I mean, everyone goes to trauma, and no trauma is different from the others. Uh, you cannot uh, trivialize trauma. Uh, but this, my dear friends, when you live surrounded by people who are different from you, who you are told every day you're going to hell, they're going to hell, they're going to hell, and you're going to heaven, just by the very fact that you are going to a different, you're going to a church, you're going to a temple, when you're told every day, though your ancestors are fake, your ancestors were ignorant, your ex ancestors were uh, um, savages, were, were cast, they don't have any knowledge, they were ignorant, they were filthy, you've been filled with this negativity and this anxiety builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, and then one day it explodes. And this is what we are all going through right now. There is a um, a shift, um, a shift in the uh, a paradigm shift in in the, in the world and in India because we are now beginning to question what we were told. Uh, we are now beginning to question uh, why we are silent. We are beginning to question all these uh, monuments that exist, the ideologies, the different people. We are listening to stories, but this is it's important for this. To continue and believe me there is an exodus we cannot talk about it I'm talking about it but we cannot talk about it um, in general but this is going on and I hope that you continue questioning and 
and and having these conversations because every time we have a conversation there are frequencies um that are emitted into this planet um we are electromagnetic frequencies and um and our life is a manifestation of our frequencies so every time you talk every time you spread knowledge it, there is data that's spreading on these frequencies going out into this world and it's important because we need our peace we need to be uh, rid of the slavery of our mind we need to heal that is the most important thing we need to heal as a civilization as a people and it's time for us to to heal in a positive manner it's time to um clean those currents that form the waves and it's time to rise up and say enough is enough and that's why having conversations externalizing your voice reading my friend very good ways of changing the status quo and that is one of the reasons why they want to stop us from talking um in the ancient world today we say oh they're trying to stop social media all these uh all you know urban nexels people who think they are educated they speak english people who think well you know what they are um they are higher than superior than we've got the best religion the number one god all this supremacy theories all of them um they think that they they know more better and they want to stop us um but stopping this cancel culture stopping social media is nothing new in the old days music was uh the social media of its time poetry was social media and if you go to history you will see kings and queens uh trying to stop poetry uh banning poetry music especially in islamic empires you know music is is haram why do you think music is haram and there is data to show that in the beginning of arab islamic history they didn't even allow poetry they would burn poetry why because poetry was a social media of its time sorry about that i was yawning uh yes so so uh so um so poetry was a social media of its time and and by poetry the um evils of society and the joys of society would be spread far and wide and in order for this message not to go through kings and queens and mullahs and tullahs would stop any type of poetry even in the christian empires you hear singing was banned it was called heretics uh they were made into witches um any type of uh, singing uh other than christian singing was banned so this has happened all throughout history uh someone said on the internet um you know uh history is only about 6000 years old before that they didn't write any history or maybe they wrote but we don't we have lost it all uh, but man has begun to re- to write history only about 6000 years ago and i said no man did not begin to write history history was first carved on stone on pyramids on temples that's how they did history a history of our ancient civilizations is carved on stone they didn't have to write it because they knew writing would eventually be lost but the stone would not 
That's why they broke temples. That's why they broke pyramids. Why do you think all these invaders came all over the world, broke the temples and built their own on uh, mosques and temples and, and, uh, and, um, uh, and churches on our ancient temples? Because our ancient temples were the story of civilization, whether in this country, whether in countries abroad, whether lands, empires, Stone was the history book of civilization and uh, destroying these temples meant destroying uh, the story of civilization, the notes and the writings of civilization and what is read, what is left, we cannot decipher. And so that is the problem. And so that's why you have so many invasions, killing and butchering and breaking all these temples. And off from there, we've lost a lot of our history. But no fret, it is important that it comes out and it is coming out slowly. Remember, we are currents and waves and it doesn't, you know, we don't move. Our mind doesn't move. Our energy field doesn't move as fast. It takes 72 years to move one degree. I repeat, 72 years to move one degree. And that is very important. And so that's why I am telling you uh, it is important to have these conversations. I thanked Mr. Khalid Umar uh, for this um, for this post, and I hope you would read it. I will try and post it on my Facebook page, uh, Religions, Regimes and Refugees. But yes, look, he is uh, amazing. Believe me, every single um, person who, have, who has been... Um, converted by force, even though they say that, no, I am so-and-so today, um, somewhere up the line, they are questioning. They're always, always questioning because that is the nature of the human being. We are always questioning. And it's very, very important to question um, and have this conversation, spread this news uh, so that we may heal and move forward from here. Um, on that note, I won't take much of your time today. Uh, thank you so very much. And you have yourself a great, great day. Cheers and stay safe.